You're listening to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. All right, let's get to it. It's here. It is here. WrestleMania 37 is this weekend. It's been a long time coming. Has it felt like WrestleMania is here? Has it felt like it? I mean, not for me, any particular reason. But it is here. It is coming this weekend. Welcome, everybody, to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. CJ Palmasano is here. I am here. And this episode is mainly going to be just on WrestleMania. So, no, I will not be talking about NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver. No, I will not be talking about AEW Dynamite this past uh, this past week. Uh, so, for, I will not be talking about those two shows. Uh, three shows, technically. Uh, at the time of this recording, I have not been able to see any of them. I've seen some things some happen, but I have not seen the entire show. And I will not give my full analysis on the shows if I haven't seen them. And there's only so many hours in the day that I can do that. So, we're going to mainly talk about WrestleMania here. We have WrestleMania this coming Sunday. This whole thing is mainly going to be a predictions thing. It's going to be my thoughts and what I think is going to happen and what I think could happen and everything that's going into it. So, this is a WrestleMania predictions episode. So, I think I'll have to start by saying the build overall for this year's WrestleMania has been strange, to say the least. Uh, especially on the Raw side of things. I mean, the go-home angle of Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre was just them staring at each other when Drew had beaten Baron Corbin. And as bad as that may seem, it's still not as bad as the tug-of-war between Brock and Roman for the belt. That, by far, is still the worst go-home angle for the WWE Championship in WrestleMania's history. It's still by far the worst. So it wasn't that. It wasn't great, but it wasn't as bad as Lesnar and Roman. You know, my belt. No, my belt being a bunch of fucking children. <clears throat> anyway, so overall, um, that was just okay. Rhea Ripley, did she turn heel? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, the whole Raw Women's Championship side of things... It seems to be, it's very up in the air. Well, not up in the air, it just, it's just all over the place because this was not the original plan. The plan was supposed to be Charlotte versus Asuka. Then they changed it to Charlotte versus Lacey Evans. And then Lacey Evans got pregnant. And then they took uh, Charlotte out of Mania completely. And then it's like, oh shit, what do we do for the Raw Women's Championship? And it's like two or three weeks before Mania, they're just like, oh, Rhea Ripley. Which apparently Rhea Ripley was supposed to show up after WrestleMania, but I guess I can't complain too much considering Rhea Ripley is on the Mania card. I don't know. Um, then the whole Braun Strowman Shane McMahon match is so shitty. You know, it now it's Bad Bunny and David Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison, which apparently they were supposed to be in that Morrison and Priest were dealing with injuries. Well, that's not the case because it was originally reported as a tag match, then a singles match, then a tag match. Like, what the fuck? If he's going to be a tag match the whole time, just announce the tag match. Um, they have a uh, tag team terminal match to determine who will face Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler the following night. 
Seth, Seth Rollins versus Cesaro, bad, uh, you know, New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. Um, it's been fine. Uh, I mean, I'm as far as storylines, I've been mostly invested in as far as uh, this whole thing's been going on. The Roman Edge and Daniel Bryan storyline, um, Shotzer Banks and Bianca Belair. Even their 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 thing's been a little wonky to say the least. Um, Riddle and Sheamus could have a real show stealer uh, over the weekend. I think Oscar and Rhea Ripley could have a real show stealer, even though the story hasn't been that great. Uh, the Fiend versus Randy Orton, uh, that could be a really potentially great match. Um, I would have to say, as far as the build, the build for sure of all these matches, the best build for Night 2 is the triple threat between Roman Edge and Bryan. Night 1, I'd have to say it's probably Cesaro and Rollins. I mean, the Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre stuff, not that it hasn't been good or anything. It, it I think the match will still be great. But it's just hasn't really resonated towards me like I would have liked it to, like it should be. I mean, it's the WWE Championship, and this is the big thing they're trying to build for Drew to win for a big feel-good moment at WrestleMania. You know, they're they're really trying to hammer that home. But overall, the build has been kind of, I mean, wonky to say the least. It's <clears throat> it's you know, the booking over the years has just gotten worse and worse. But I think we all still get excited for WrestleMania. I mean, I mean I'm excited because there it's a two day mania for the weekend and there's only seven matches on each night. That's really, really good compared to where we get like fourteen or sixteen fourteen to sixteen matches in one WrestleMania that lasts eight fucking hours, including the pre show. The good thing is that there is no pre-show for, or there aren't going to be any matches in the pre-show for night one. Because I think I talked about this a little while ago that WrestleVotes had said that they wanted the first entrance to be a big deal uh, for WrestleMania. Which leads me to believe that Drew and Bobby are going to open the show and it will be Drew making that entrance. And then Drew with the start with the feel-good moment of him winning the title at the start of WrestleMania. Uh, So that being said, Bianca and Sasha would probably main event if that is the case. Um, <clears throat> but watch it be Hogan. <laughs> watch it. Watch they made this big, big, big deal out of this, and it's like when it comes crashing down, and I, I'd, I'd laugh honestly. It's so shitty, but I would laugh because I'm like, of course it's fucking Hogan. Um, anyway, overall this WrestleMania, I'm I'm excited, but it could it could have been a lot better. It really could have been a lot better build, you know. Um, I mean, I mean, why does Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon have to be happening? Why, why does, first of all, why does Shane McMahon need to be on WrestleMania? Why does that match need to be happening? Why can't someone like Aleister Black get on the Mania card? Why can't he get on there? You know, you could have easily put a story between him and Buddy Murphy again and had him on the, uh, on the on the mania card. I mean maybe if you're trying to even it out because I'm seeing here there's one two matches from SmackDown whereas Raw gets uh one two three four like four matches. Um I I mean for fuck's sake man like Alistair Black was on SmackDown, you know. We you could have easily put him in the ring with Buddy Murphy. You could have had, you know, Black go against someone like Rey Mysterio. I know Mysterio is kind of tagging with with Dominic at the moment, but you could have easily done that. 
you know. Uh, I'm just looking up the uh, the the SmackDown roster right now, and you know who could have been like the uh, who could have you know been a uh, easily could have been uh, you know his opponent for the friggin' uh, <clears throat> for WrestleMania. So I look at the SmackDown roster here. We obviously we got Aleister Black. And you know you could have put him in. You could have put him with uh, Chad Gable, or you could have put it in there with, like I said, Rey Mysterio. You know we got Buddy Murphy. I mean Nakamura. I mean we we couldn't have made time to do a Shinsuke Nakamura versus Alistair Black match at WrestleMania. No, no, we couldn't. Two of the best wrestlers they have, and and we have Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. Like. That really fucking grinds my gears. Why is Shane McMahon at WrestleMania? And I'm not interested in Braun Strowman anymore at this point. It's not that I dislike Braun Strowman. It's that he has... It's every single WrestleMania, they do this to him. Every single WrestleMania. Since since his first official match at WrestleMania, since WrestleMania 33, it was Andre the Giant Battle Royal. He got eliminated. Uh... You know, WrestleMania 34. You know, that year, in 2017, he was white hot, man. When I went to SummerSlam 2007, uh, 2017, when it was Roman, Braun, Brock, and Samoa Joe in the main event, that crowd in Brooklyn were, were hot for Braun Strowman. Like, he was so over. And he was the guy that they... it sh- He should have been the guy at that point, you know? Strike while the iron's hot. And then it just devalued him more and more. You know, he'd be in these really cool feuds. But when Mania comes around, they're just like, oh, we don't know what to do with Braun. You know, and they fucking put him in a tag team with a child to win the tag titles with the bar. And then they vacate the titles the next day on Raw. Uh, WrestleMania 35, Andre the Giant Battle Royal again. It's like, dude. And then they just insert him into the Universal Championship picture of WrestleMania 36 with the whole thing with Roman and Goldberg. It's just like... And it was abysmal. His title reign was was horrible. It's just, it's just the they, it was too little, too late for a guy like Braun Strowman to be champion. It's like, like, was I happy that he was champion? I'm like, yeah, but he should have been champion like two years ago. At that point, he should have been champion two or three years ago. And it's, and it's a shame that they're they're thinking that him going against Shane is a main event level match because that's what they legitimately think. They legitimately think that Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman is a main event match. And I don't understand why. And they're putting in these these fucking these train effects when he's running around the ring in the Thunderdome. Oh god. I mean, with fans being back on this weekend, I seriously hope they get rid of that shit. Same thing with like Riddle when he like kicks his flip-flops off and these birds come out of nowhere. Are we supposed to be seeing what Riddle's seeing? You know, because he's high as fuck all the time. Because only guys like him can get away with botching his lines. He's like, oh man, I'm sorry, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh man, oh man. I, I think I'm, I think I'm talking myself down out of this WrestleMania, and 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 but, but but by this Sunday, I assure you, I will this Sunday, this weekend, I will be excited because it's WrestleMania. We we love wrestling here at the Nine of the Wrestling Podcast. I'm sure all you guys who listen love wrestling. So. I'll go through uh, a few things before I get into the predictions. I know I've been going here for a little bit. So, I will say that the matches, um, obviously the match I'm most looking forward to, Triple Threat, Edge, Roman, Bryan. Um, this match here, 
was originally we all knew was supposed to be Edge versus Daniel uh, versus uh, Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Roman, Royal Rumble comes, uh, Edge wins, and looks like he's going to be choosing uh, Roman. And I'm like, all right, well, that's a big money match, and that is a match that I definitely want to see, and it's definitely one of the matches that I want to see out of Edge for um, for his time uh, back. You know, uh, this is his first main event of WrestleMania since WrestleMania 24, I believe. I believe Edge has only main evented one WrestleMania. This will be his second because Mania 25, he was in the world title picture, but he didn't main event the show. 26, he's in the world title picture, but he didn't make the show. 27, he opened the show, and then the others until Mania 36, he wasn't wrestling. So he had to retire. So what is it that with, with now that Edge won the Royal Rumble, challenges Roman Reigns? The story was going really well, but Daniel Bryan was just being a smart babyface. He was inserting himself into the match, and that pissed Edge off, and, and then now it's turned Edge heel, essentially. Um, is Edge a heel, though? I guess we'll find out this weekend, but I'd say he leans kind of on the tweener side of things. Because to me, Edge, the rated R superstar Edge, that has always worked best for me. That has always been Edge's prime at in his career that has always been the best version of himself edge uh i'm i'm i mean i'm i'm happy that he's back and and we're finally getting him in a proper feud for mania you know we, we've seen a big time match whereas like the randy orton one fell flat and just it was just it was what it was last year what they tried to do but i'm excited for this one i mean daniel bryan you know like i said he's just being a smart baby face and he's like hey this might be my last time I face for the champion. I fight for the championship, and I want to do it, but one more time before I'm done, you know. And Brian's just being a smart babyface, whereas most babyfaces are fucking morons, you know. And Edge has every right to be mad because Brian tried to interfere in his moment, and Roman's mad because he doesn't want to face two people and defend the title against two people at WrestleMania. It, this this triple threat match though could go down as one of the best triple threat matches in WWE history. When you think of the best triple threat matches, you know you think of the Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Chris Benoit match at WrestleMania 20. You think of Brock Lesnar versus John Cena versus Seth Rollins at the Royal Rumble 2015. You know you think of stuff like that. You could even throw uh, Randy Orton versus Daniel Bryan versus Batista in the main event of WrestleMania 30, where that wasn't necessarily so much because of the work rate and the guys in the match. Like, all guys were great in the match, but it could be you know. Because of how good all these guys are and the story that was going around at the time, you know. But overall, this has the potential to quite possibly be one of the best triple threat matches in WrestleMania history. It has potential to be one of the best main events in WrestleMania history with Reigns versus Edge versus Bryan. Um, you know, either any I could see any of these guys walking out as a champion, and I'll get to my official predictions in a little while. I was just kind, of, just kind of going over the card and just matches that I think could really be work really, really great. Um, another match that could be really, really great is Shasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. And I think this could be a really great passing of the torch type of moment for Bianca. Um, you know, and Sasha's been more of a heel as the, the weeks have progressed towards Mania. And I think they should, she should just go full heel at this point if she isn't already. Excuse me. I think that, uh, you know... I really, I remember I had said months and months ago that I really felt like the Sasha Banks Bailey storyline could have gone all the way to WrestleMania and they could have main evented WrestleMania. Because one person who was missing out from this card that I'm really bummed out is 
we're not getting Bailey, you know, and Bailey's done like the work of her career in the past couple of years. You know, she held, she was, you know, holding it down for not only the Raw, the SmackDown, but the Raw women's division as well. She was holding it down and she was doing excellent work with Asuka and, and Sasha and, and Io Shirai. Well, I mean, she didn't face Io Shirai, but, you know, she was having great matches and she was, she, her, Sasha and Asuka were the women's division of the summer last year and they were holding it down and, you know, to not have Bailey on a match, you know, it just sucks. You know, they. I'm sure they'll maybe they'll try to find a way to insert her, but it just sucks that we, we don't have Bailey in the um, at WrestleMania this year. You know, it really really sucks. You know, because she was going to go into SmackDown as uh, she was going to go in as SmackDown Women's Champion last year. She did, but you know, no. We all know, guys, the pandemic last year fucked everything up. Um, it just sucks. I really wish Bailey could have been in Mania this year. You know. But uh, real quickly, though, there was a report that went out that from Nick Khan, who is an executive vice president in the WWE, said that Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch could be returning sooner rather than later. Um, that makes me happy, for one. We haven't seen Ronda or Becky in a very, very long time. Uh, Becky Lynch, you know, when she got pregnant, we weren't sure if she was going to come back and maybe motherhood would change her but now she wants to come back and I say good because when Becky left it was definitely at the point where the internet community the IWC internet wrestling community has re really really turned on Becky Lynch you know like what happened with Shayna I was just like at Mania last year I'm like okay any hate that Becky gets that she gets right now after the way they handled Shayna Baszler that's justified, all right? Anything prior to that, anything prior to Becky, like, oh, Becky's, a, she's being rammed down my throat, oh, Becky's a Becky, just shut the fuck up, okay? Listen, we, I, I can't stand fans who, who ask for something, who ask for something of their favorite wrestler, and then they have, they have the gall to complain when things really aren't that bad, honestly. Like, what was bothering you so much about Becky Lynch? What was bothering you so much about Becky Lynch from, like, the middle uh, to, to the, towards the ends of 2019 into 2020? What was so wrong? Honestly. I didn't see anything wrong with it. I thought, I mean, Becky made of it a mania. She won the title. I mean, the, the initial moment was a little bit strange because of how the pinfall was. I've talked about that on this podcast many times, so I'm moving on. Um, but it's not like, you know... Take it, take it for instance, like this. Like, look at it at, at like, uh, like, like Dean Ambrose, maybe John Moxley when he was champion. They clearly didn't give a shit. Clearly did not give a shit. And you know, some he's a guy we wanted to be champion, and it's like, well, he didn't. We didn't really get what we wanted with this guy, and it, but we didn't say he was getting rammed down our throats. I feel like that's a thing that everybody just does. Like it's a similar thing I think Drew McIntyre's getting from a, a small majority of the of the IWC. It's like, oh, it's too much Drew, too much Drew. Let's just go with Bobby. I'm like, well, you know what? I will. I, I mean, it's no secret that I love Drew McIntyre. It's no secret that I love the man and that he is one of my favorite wrestlers right now. And I always felt like he could be the guy if they want him to be, and he has all the tools in the world for him to do that. But it's just like, I don't know. It's just a thing of just like, oh, you know, it's too much. It's too much. I'm like, look, the guy was holding it down during the pandemic, man. He still is. The guy's holding it down. He, 
you you it's like you go see a movie and the you didn't like the movie don't necessarily blame the actors blame the material they're being given blame the the uh the the writers and all the dialogue like like you know like on my uh my nerd-esque podcast my marvel star wars podcast fan speculation i had me and Vinny, uh my co-host and our friend fred uh, which you should go check that out. That episode's out right now. Episode four, span, fan speculation, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that, Google uh, Google Podcasts as well. We talked about like um, like how bad the Star Wars movies were, the newer ones, like Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, and we talked about Captain Marvel. Those all the actors involved are good actors. They were all given bad material, so there's only so much. If you keep giving someone chicken shit, they can't turn it into chicken salad all the time, you know? And that's what I'm saying about with, with Drew. It's like, and I don't think Drew's been bad either. He cut an emotional promo, you know, his saying, talking about how his mother was dying with cancer, but she said to, for him to go live out his dream, and he shed a tear. And I don't think that's disingenuous at all. I think that was completely genuine. And, you know, Drew was taken back from a time in his life that was very, very traumatic and, and sad for him. So... I don't know, man. I, I just I think that Drew is Drew's the guy. He he's the top babyface of the company, whether you like it or not. And do I think they should kind of go the chance and let Bobby kind of have this run of the title? Yeah, I think so too. But clearly, I I mean, I just don't want Bobby to be a transitional champion after WrestleMania. I don't want him to be like just a guy. Like if they if they do want to give Drew the title, you know, they could have him feud. But I want him to be champion again. I want him to be. To have uh, a run, and I want him to like because them kind of sacrificing Benjamin and, and Alexander for the for just so Bobby can be over is the hurt business. Now now Lashley and MVP are the hurt business, and Cedric and 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 uh, Shelton are the weakest weak links. It's like, dude, that no, they all fucking they built upon each other. You know, it's just like I don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't get WWE's logic when it comes to that kind of shit. I really, really don't. You know, but but moving on, you know. Another thing that's going on with WrestleMania is going to be with, with, with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Now, that's really cool that we're getting Cesaro versus Seth Rollins night one, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn night two, and for all you ROH marks, uh, Claudio Castagnoli and Tyler Black, if I fucked up Cesaro's original indie name, sorry. Go, fuck me, I guess. And Kevin Steen and El Generico. Two guys who have, like, you know, it's like an ROH pay-per-view back in 2009. I, I love that the Kevin Owens-Sami Zayn feud has been going on for years and years and years in companies like PWG and Ring of Honor and NXT and w, now the main roster of the WWE. And they're finally getting a WrestleMania match with the roles reversed. I just don't like that Logan Paul is inserted into this whole thing. Now, I don't like celebrity involvement in general in pro wrestling. It depends on the celebrity, depends on all this and that. But but Logan Paul, I mean, he's kind of a piece of shit from what I understand, you know? Um... I don't know. I just, I just, uh, but WWE don't really see that. They just see, oh, he brings huge, he has huge eyes. He has a lot of people viewing his YouTube channel. He brings in a lot of, uh, he'll bring a lot of outside viewers. That's what they see. Um, if you want to bring in Logan Paul, okay, but I really wish it wasn't for this feud. Um, 
I just really wish you could just let it be Owens and Zayn, let them be baby face, uh, you know, baby face heel, whoever's playing the role, and just just let them go at it, man. You know, they've had great matches in the past before. You know, the the fucking uh, I think it was a battleground they had. That match was really great. You know, they they've the 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 um the the payback battleground matches, whatever those were, those were really great matches. Those are really awesome matches between Zayn and Owens. They're just they have great chemistry, and I'm excited. Like, I really am excited for Owens versus Zayn, but I just don't like the whole Logan Paul involvement, you know? Um, other things like um, like Asuka and Rhea Ripley, you know, I'm excited for Rhea Ripley potentially to be champion, but it's just like I mentioned before, you, you really had no plans <laughs> for the women's title. Uh, unless it was Charlotte, and now it's like, oh well, Charlotte's not here. We need to, we need to figure something out. Or right, okay, then it's like, well, this is, it is what it is. You make the, I don't know, fucking just desserts, whatever. Anyway, overall, Mania should be fun. Mania should be good. But I think we should spend the rest of this time talking about the predictions for this year's WrestleMania Night One and Two, baby. Here we go. So we're going to kick things off with WrestleMania Night 1, Saturday, April 10th. And we're going to start things with the Tag Team Turmoil match to determine who will face Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler on Night 2 of WrestleMania. The teams are as follows. Lana and Naomi versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose versus the Riot Squad of Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot versus Natalia and Tamina. Yep, Tamina is in a WrestleMania match. And I am going to go for the Riot Squad of Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. Now, out of all of these teams, quote-unquote, the Riot Squad feels like an actual team. I know Dana and Mandy have been teaming for a little while. Lana and Naomi for a few months. But look, it's got to be Liv and Ruby, okay? I mean, they are the only ones who feel like a real tag team. You know, they out of all of the times that they've been wanting to break up all these tag teams that were already set in place, somehow they survived. And honestly, they deserve it, man. I, I think they could do really great things with the tag titles. I think they could... I think just just give Ruby and Liv uh, a platform, man. You know they're 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 two very unique wrestlers, uh, especially Ruby Riot with her look and Liv Morgan's very unique and how she moves in the ring. You know Liv Morgan, you know she's a Jersey girl and you know she's fellow New Jerseyan like myself. So I, I I just want them to I just want them to win. I think it'd be really great WrestleMania moment for them to win the, the following night, uh, to win the next night. Will that happen? I don't know. Uh, next, we're going to go with Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Ha, ha, ha. This is just a straight-up singles match. Uh, this I am very much looking forward to. Now, this is Cesaro's first singles match at a WrestleMania. I'll say that again if you don't believe me. It is Cesaro's first singles match at a WrestleMania. You, really, you still don't believe me. Okay, I'm going to break down to you. Cesaro's time from when he was in WWE for every WrestleMania he could have been at or what match he had till now. WrestleMania 29, he was the U.S. champion and he didn't have a match. I was at that WrestleMania. I remember he was not there. WrestleMania 30, he was in the on, the first ever Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. There were 30 guys. He made it 31. He won. Put him with Paul Heyman. And then fuck all happened after that. He had some nice matches here and there. He had a great match with John Cena on Raw. And then he had a decent feud with Kevin Owens. And then fuck all. Nothing else. What happened next? WrestleMania 31. He was a tag team champion with Tyson Kidd. And they were in the pre-show. Uh, of that WrestleMania. 
They defended the titles, and they walked away as champions. WrestleMania 32, uh, he was injured. He wasn't at that WrestleMania. WrestleMania 33, he was in the ladder match for the Raw Tag Team titles with him, with him and Sheamus at the bar. The bar, bar, bar. Uh, the good brothers, Gallows and Anderson. Enzo, Enzo Mori and Big Cass, and then the Hardys returned that night, made their big uh, return to the company, and they won the tag titles. WrestleMania 34, I said earlier, Braun Strowman defeated him and Sheamus for the tag titles with a child at WrestleMania 34. WrestleMania 35, he was in the tag scene again. He was in a fatal four-way with The Bar, The Usos, Rusev and Nakamura, and Aleister Black and Ricochet for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. 37, uh, 30, 36, I don't even think Cesaro was on the card. I don't even think Cesaro was on the card last year. I, I, To my knowledge, I don't remember. But this is his first singles match. His first singles match at WrestleMania. That is mind-boggling. How is it you've waited this long to have Cesaro have a singles match? I guess we should be. I mean, we should be happy that it's happening. That it's Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. First of all, Cesaro and Seth Rollins are friends in real life. And I don't think Seth has any problem putting over his boy, putting over Big Dick Tony. And I think that Cesaro is going to get the win here. Uh, there's probably going to be a spot where Cesaro spins Rollins a ridiculous amount of times. But the work rate is going to be amazing between these two. So I have Cesaro for the win. Next up, let's just get this one out of the way. Let's do Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. Um, I'm going to go with Braun Strowman because I think this... I mean, what I think and what I want are two different things. What I want to happen is just for Braun to beat Shane. This this feud has not been going well at all. It's 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 really really bad. So just just make Braun win and move on from it. And hopefully the feud doesn't have to continue. But then again, it could knowing WWE. Look what they did with the Miz and Shane McMahon like like a few years ago. Um, next up, let's do uh, New Day, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods versus AJ Styles and Omos for the Raw Tag Team Championships. This is Omos's first match on uh, main roster WWE. It's at WrestleMania, for God's sakes. Uh, I'm going for new Tag Team Champions in this. Uh, AJ Styles and Omos, I think uh, we're going to see a lot of great, chemi- uh, great work between AJ and Kofi. Um, you know... Kofi, I, we all kind of for, we've all kind of forgotten like how great of a wrestler he is. Sometimes, uh, don't forget how great Kofi Kingston is. Uh, would love this, you know, AJ and Kofi. I think will lock up really well. Omos will probably be have some really big spots, and Xavier and Kofi will be bumping for like fucking crazy in the ring for this guy to make him look amazing. So I think he's Omos is probably gonna pick up the win. But overall, new Raw Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles and Omos. Next up, we have Bad Bunny and Damian Priest versus The Miz and John Morrison. Uh, I'm going with Priest and Bad Bunny here. Um, as far as celebrity involvement, I said I don't necessarily like that. But if it's done right, then it's done right, and I have my humble pie. I have to say, I think what they've done with Bad Bunny is actually really well. Because for one, Bad Bunny is a legitimate wrestling fan. Bad Bunny loves wrestling. He loves it. You know, in the... In the promo he cut, though, you know, he said he loved wrestling for guys like The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, The Rock. Typical stuff a celebrity says when they love wrestling, you know. They didn't mention anybody of today's caliber, you know, no Daniel Bryans or Roman Reigns's or Drew McIntyre's or Seth Rollins or any, any even anybody like that. So, but overall, though, what it's done is it's brought a, it's brought a lot of mainstream eyes to the product 
it's helped Damian Priest and, you know, pairing him with, you know, if people are just watching for Bad Bunny and if they're like, oh, but I like this Damian Priest guy, maybe it'll st- help them stick around and watch, you know, if, if help them follow Damian Priest. Because I doubt that Bad Bunny is going to be sticking around after WrestleMania to be with Damian Priest forever. So Priest and Bad Bunny for the win. Next, we have Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This could main event the show, but I'm going to go with this one before the final match on this night. Uh, I'm going with Bianca Belair here to become the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, I thought it was really great that they went all in with her to be the Royal Rumble winner. Not only that, you know, they gave her the Iron Woman spot at number three, but I think overall she is going to be the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Considering, uh, you know, just, you know, just uh, a passing of the torch, so to speak. You know, A, um, a time where we can, you know, we're entering a new era, so to speak. And Sasha, I mean, she's been on top for a long time, you know. I think Sasha would, wouldn't would even mind. I don't think she'd have any problem putting over Bianca, considering this could be a... Uh, she's going into WrestleMania as a champion. I don't think Sasha's done that before, if I, if I recall correctly. But, you know, she's in the Women's Championship match at WrestleMania, so Sasha should be very much happy. Uh, and Bianca, I think Bianca will take the title from her. It's uh, Bianca Belair, your new SmackDown Women's Champion, what I think. And then finally, we have Bobby Lashley, the WWE Champion, with MVP in his corner, defending against Daddy Drew, Iron Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. And this has got to be Drew, man. It's got to be Drew. I, like I said earlier, I would love for Bobby to have a nice drum of the title, but this is to... Give Drew his moment that he didn't get last year, that he was robbed of because of this pandemic. I think it should be Drew McIntyre defeating Bobby Lashley. I think he will defeat Bobby Lashley. And again, I think this could easily open the show, and this could be that big feel-good moment that we get for for WrestleMania to set the tone of the of the night. So Drew McIntyre to become a three-time WWE champion. Moving on to night two. We have the winners of the tag team turmoil match versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler with Reginald in their corner. I had predicted the Riot Squad to win night one. I am predicting the Riot Squad to win night two. Um, I really just want the whole Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler thing to end. I just want it to end. Shayna already seems fed up that she's doing this thing with Reggie and, and Naya. Naya's like, you know, there's a thing for Reginald. It's just like, you know, Shayna Baszler's meant to be a badass. Can we just can we just have that? I want the team to break up at WrestleMania. I want them to break up at WrestleMania, lose the tag titles, let Shayna go off and be a badass. If you want to have them feud for a bit, have them feud. I don't care. Just get Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler away from each other as a tag team. Shayna Baszler should should never have been in a tag team with Nia Jax in the first place. So, yes, I have Riot Squad to win. Next, we have Big E versus Apollo Crews in a Nigerian drum fight for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, this is more or less what I understand is going to be like a hardcore match, and the Niger- Nigerian drums will be involved. 
Um, I've really digged uh, Apollo Cruz's uh, new character. I've really been into it. Um, it's the first thing he's done that's really, really interesting to me. He's always been a really great wrestler, but he's had no character and nothing for me to gravitate towards him. I've always enjoyed him in the ring, and he always puts on great matches, but there's nothing that's made him special, and I think this has made him special. And I think he's going to walk out as a champion. And I think this is a way to kind of insert Big E out of the mid-card and more up towards the top, more of the main event level stuff, you know. You could have Big E, you know, have him get in uh, feuds with guys like, you know, like a like a Rey Mysterio, you know, maybe Cesaro. Maybe we could get him in the ring with, uh, I don't know, just staying away from Corbin. Uh, you know, maybe we could have Big E versus Seth Rollins. Uh, you know, just just get Biggie in more of the uh, the main event picture of guys for for after WrestleMania. So I think Cruz will be your new Intercontinental Champion. Next up, we have Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn with Logan Paul in Sami Zayn's corner. Uh, I've got KO for the victory uh, for the victor here. I think that you know Logan Paul will be the deciding factor, but I think like he's probably going to piss off Sami Zayn to the point where he may cause a distraction and he may help Sami Zayn win uh, and then I kind of want Sam, uh, Kevin Owens when he's lifting Logan Paul's hand to just hit him with a stunner and then walk away uh, I also hate the fact that Kevin Owens is still using the stunner as his finisher that is Steve Austin's move it is not necessarily a thing of that I don't like the stunner everything or it's always only Austin's move it devalues Kevin Owens in a way of just like dude like that's not your finisher and the pop up pop up power bomb was your finisher. That what made you, that's what made you unique, you know. So that that's my thing. I love Kevin Owens. Don't get me wrong. I love Kevin Owens. He's a nice guy. I met him once, and he's a very very nice guy. But and he's great in the ring. He's one of my favorite guys. But I just don't I just don't want him using the the stunner anymore. But my wish won't come true. It just won't. Next up, we have Riddle Matt Riddle versus Sheamus for the United States Championship. Uh, I am going to go with, uh, this one's a little tougher to predict because on the one hand, Riddle has been, Vince is very high, <laughs> uh, Vince is very high on Matt Riddle and Sheamus has been doing some of the best work in his WWE career, and I think we've all kind of taken Sheamus for granted. Like, I didn't really get interested in Sheamus until he started teaming with Cesaro and the bar, and it's just like, oh, Sheamus is actually really, really good, and I've taken him for granted, unfortunately. Um, it's very it's very hard to predict, but um, I'm going to do a little thing. Uh, I don't have a coin on me, but I have a guitar pick, and it's, one side is a turtle, the other side is clear. So, turtle for Sheamus, clear for Riddle. Clear. I'm going with Matt Riddle. So, next up, we have The Fiend with Alexa Bliss in his corner versus Randy Orton. Now, there is no there is no clear evidence or anything if this is going to be some kind of cinematic match. It could be a little bit of both, an in-ring match and a cinematic match. Uh, but it's got to be The Fiend. It's got to be The Fiend because, you know, he was burned alive by Randy Orton. You know, when he comes back in this really awesome new look, it's got to be The Fiend, man. It's got to be The Fiend. So I'm going with The Fiend to win here. This could be a really fun, interesting match. Just don't have it be a repeat of WrestleMania 33. Please, Lord God, don't have it be a repeat of that horrible, horrible match. And next up, we have Asuka versus Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. I'm going with Rhea Ripley here. I feel really bad for Asuka. I feel bad because her title reign has not been treated well. She's not been treated with like you know with, 
with the uh, the same regard as like a Charlotte Flair or a Becky Lynch or Ronda Rousey, you know, and Asuka was holding it down just like Sasha and Bailey last year in in the summertime for the women's division. But I think Rhea is the one to take walk away with the title here, you know, and then maybe they'll feud with each other for the summertime. Maybe at SummerSlam we could get a Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. Or we could get a Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch or something like that. You know, I, with Becky coming back, I think I might be more interested in a potential Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley match only because uh, we got a taste of it in, when NXT for the Survivor Series thing. So I would love to see that match happen. But uh, overall, I think Rhea Ripley is going to be the new Raw Women's Champion. And finally, the main event of Night 2, April 11th, WrestleMania 37. The Royal Rumble winner, Edge, versus Daniel Bryan, versus Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion, with Paul Heyman in his corner, in a triple threat match for the Universal Championship. Honestly... This is the hardest match to predict. This really, really is the hardest match to predict. On one hand, you might not be ready for Roman's title reign to be done here. Because he's been doing the best work of his career and you may not want it to stop. On the other, you know, Edge being Universal Champion could would be really great. Would be nice. It would still play into the whole, you know, the journey he's been trying to go to do to fight back for his for his life, for his career, for the championship that he never lost. It would be an interesting thing if Edge were to win the title and then on SmackDown the after Mania he brings back the World Heavyweight Championship. I would love that, but don't hold your breath. You know, it's not going to happen. Well, not that Edge couldn't win the title, the, the Universal title. I mean him bringing back the World Heavyweight Championship. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Whatever. And then Daniel Bryan. I made, uh, you know, a uh, you know, a pretty good argument a few weeks ago on this podcast that give Brian one last run with the championship, give him one last run with the championship as a babyface because he never got that lengthy babyface championship run that he really could have had. And maybe you could argue, oh, Brian's better suited for chasing a title. And yeah, maybe he is. Maybe he is better suited for chasing a title. Some guys are just better for chasing a title, and other guys make better champions. But you know what? I'm going with my heart here. I'm going with Daniel Bryan. I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan as my pick. We should get him as the champion. Have him win just one last time. One more time. Let's do it right this time. Let's have him become champion. Let's have him, you know, face guys. You can have him face Roman again. You have him face Edge. You could have him face Big E, Seth Rollins, Cesaro. Aleister Black, for the love of God. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, you know, uh, Rey Mysterio. The roster on SmackDown is awesome. And I just think Bryan as the champion would just it would just be nice, really. It would just be a really fun time. And just to give Bryan one more run on top, and then he can go slowly going to be a part-timer and bring him back every once in a while and just give him one last run, man. Give him one last run. Because we know Edge is a part-timer. We know Edge is a part-timer. Just give the title to Brian while he's still full-time for now. All right? Well, that could be wrong. Look, if Edge wins, by the way, I'm still going to be happy. If Brian wins, I'm still going to be happy. If Roman wins, I'm still going to be happy. Because all three of these guys are doing fucking phenomenal work. And it's for sure for me, it's my most anticipated match of, of uh, Mania this weekend. So... 
For that being said, that will do it for this episode of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, I got, I'm got i getting the polls up. I know a few uh, a few days ago I got up the – what was your most anticipated match for Wrestle, uh, for Wrestle, uh, Sorry, for NXT TakeOver? And majority of you guys for night one, you said Champa versus Walter. Now, time of this recording, I have not heard uh, or not seen that match. So I said which match? NXT TakeOver night one are you looking forward to? 77% said Champa versus Walter. 8% said Shirai versus Gonzalez. And 15% said Pete Dunne versus Kushida. Wow, no love for the tag titles, huh? Uh, match 2, what are you looking forward to most? Cole versus O'Reilly. 83%. And then 17% of you guys said Ember and Shotzi versus The Way. Hmm. Damn, no Devlin versus Escobar or Balor versus Cross. Well, to be fair, those are my two most anticipated matches for that weekend anyway. For, for, for those two days. It was Cole and O'Reilly and uh, Champa and Balor. But anyway, I'll be putting up more polls on Twitter, at TNAWP. I'll be asking, what is your most anticipated match for WrestleMania this weekend? I'll be putting up polls for nights one and two. Uh, I'll be putting a lot of stuff over there. Follow me over on Twitter at CJ underscore 1214. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And if you're, again, I mentioned earlier, if you're a fan of Star Wars, Marvel, and all that fun nerd shit, go listen to us on Fan Speculation. That is the podcast I do with my good buddy Vinny Carini, and we talk about all things Marvel and Star Wars and a whole bunch of other nerd stuff in between. We just put up this episode yesterday at the time of this recording. I released those episodes on Thursday. I released this podcast on Fridays, as you know. Uh, thank you guys all so much again for listening. Please be sure to be following us on TNAWP at Twitter, the Night of the Wrestling Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, are you guys excited for WrestleMania? Do you think this WrestleMania is going to be a great one? I mean, it's the first WrestleMania with fans that we're going to have. The first live wrestling show with a pretty big crowd is with fans and with WWE. And I'll tell you what, man, it'll be nice to see a wrestling show with with a big crowd. It won't be a full-capacity crowd. But it's still going to have like 30,000 people down there. So that's going to be a fun, fun time. Anyway, thank you guys all so much for listening. Enjoy WrestleMania, everyone. Enjoy this weekend. Fingers crossed. Let's hope it's a good one. Thank you all for listening so much. I've been CJ Palmasano. See you next time. Peace.